0: Hello, welcome to People Who Are Politicians. I'm your host Matt Antonelli. The episode you're about to listen to features Marty Hunt, who is the member for Nicklin. I just wanted to say up the top here, um, you yeah, know, it's the last episode of the year, so thanks everyone who has participated and um, you know liked and subscribed and followed and you know um, just for listening, really. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, I've got a lot of politicians lined up for 2019 so the episode that follows this one will feature Deb Fracklington who is the member for Nanango and also leader of the opposition in Queensland Parliament and then Jim Chalmers who is the federal member for Rankin and then I've got a bunch of others as well which I'll I put up a little schedule on the Facebook page and I'll just keep updating that as I get more people confirmed. Yeah so if you look in the episode description there'll be some places that you can Uh, some links to where you can find Marty and uh, and some things that you can do in Nicklin and yeah just a whole bunch of some whole bunch of cool things to have a look at so uh, I really hope you enjoy this episode thanks Hello, welcome to People Who Are Politicians. I'm your host, Matt Antonelli, and today I'm joined by Marty Hunt, the member for Nicklin. How are Hi, you? Yeah, good, thanks, Matthew. Great to be on your uh, podcast. Um, before we, you know, look at your first year in Parliament, um, let's talk about Nicklin. Can you give us a bit of an overview of what's it like and its boundaries? Kind of? Yeah,
1: sure. And Nicklin's sort of made up of a number of small, smaller communities, and each one is sort of unique to itself. Uh, we've got Karoi, uh, Kenilworth, Palmwoods, Wombai, Nambour is sort of the centre of it and the the biggest sort of area. Um, but that, all those little communities around it as well. So um, the boundary's pretty much the Bruce Highway. So we're west of the Bruce Highway, except for the Karoi bit. Just to make it confusing, <laughs> but uh, we do take in Karoi. And uh, yeah, we've got those rural areas out towards Kenilworth and Bellowie Park and that sort of thing. And, as far south as Chevalham, uh, sort of Yudlow area, mm-hmm. down that way.
0: So. so kind of similar to um, the Glasshouse electorate, it's got lots of little... Um, That's right, yeah, it yeah. does. There's lots of little communities, yeah. Um, and what about, uh, what, what were you doing before you decided to run for pre-selection? So I was a
1: police officer for 30 years. Um, the last 17 years I spent running the Police Citizens Youth Club, PCYC at Nambour. so... I was sergeant in charge there for 17 years, before that I was a detective for um, about 8 years and general duties for about 3 years if the math works out, <laughs> but around about that, that's that's sort of how I'd spent my time in the police and the last, as I said, the last 17 years was that, that community based organisation which sort of led me um, to do a lot of work in the community with other community organisations in partnerships with business and working with young people and families. and um over that time sort of grew to love the area want to fight for the area you know met so many good people doing great things people running small businesses getting up every day slogging their guts out trying to make a living and i just admire those people
0: and and want to want to advocate for them really and so that obviously um you know help improve your skill set in Networking with these people yeah. and you know, building relationships with people in the area.
1: Yeah, that's right. I, you know, I never had a, a driving ambition to uh, become a parliamentarian necessarily. Uh, it's sort of evolved um, over doing other things uh, to a point. I, I tell people like when. When you join the police, um, everyone gives the same cheesy answer in the interview. Why do you want to be a police officer? They go, I just want to help people. <laughs> and it's the same cheesy answer everyone gives, I'm sure, but if there's a certain truth in that, is that. It's just that desire to help
0: other people or to serve other people or to fight for other people. And so initially when you joined the Liberal National Party, yep. what was your ambitions then?
1: So I I joined the party around the same time as I got ambitions to represent the people. So I I decided to um, to join the party because their values reflected my values and um, and I I liked what the party stood for. Um, you know, um, for, for small business and for people having a go and and giving a hand hand up for people who are who are having a go.
0: Um. The previous member was Peter Wellington, so he, independent, was um, retired at the last election. What was it like um, campaigning to win this seat when there was, you know, there's no sitting member, so it's kind of, uh, the competition is a bit more open, so what was it like campaigning for that?
1: It was, uh, I mean, just on Peter. um, he. I knew Peter quite well through my PCYC work, um, he was patron of the PCYC so always, but I'm pretty well with Peter, very well with Peter actually. Uh, and he was just um, a very community orientated uh, local member, which is what I wanted to be. <laughs> um, so that's sort of, during the campaign, um, I wanted to highlight that to people, that they could have a similar sort of a member, I would be, wouldn't be an independent. I, I think I, I just um, preferred to be a part of a party whose values I shared to, because I think that's a better way of um, achieving what we want to achieve. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, that's sort of how I ended up uh, running in for that party during in the campaign itself. But the campaign itself was um, because in those you know, in those days in the last <laughs> ele- in the last election yeah. and every election before that in Queensland, the government of the, of the day decides the date of the election. So we didn't know, we didn't know the date. Now we move to set dates. Um, four elections which makes it a little bit easier but so when i was pre-selected around about a year out from the election i didn't know it was a year out from an election it could have been a month out from the election for all i knew so it was like um running a marathon but you didn't know where the finish line was so you're sprinting <laughs> just in case and and it was very uh, exhausting for me and the other candidates you know I saw, I saw the other candidates reasonably frequently you know we were out all out there campaigning for a long long time um, so we all worked hard. We all worked really hard. And uh, I was I was working full-time as well. So I was running a PCYC. I've got a young family as well and campaigning. So all that sort of uh, was really uh, a hard slog but worth it.
0: And I suppose um, in an electorate like this, with lots of little communities, you've got to get around each one quite frequently then when you're campaigning to make That's sure... sure people know who you are and yeah exactly
1: exactly and you you uh, you say a lot of door knocking a lot of uh, mobile street offices and roadsides and um, community events and uh, trying to just get out there and and talk to as many people as possible
0: and what kind of um, policy areas or public needs Mm -hmm. are you Like most passionate about that sort of drive your career.
1: Yeah, as I said, like um, I I really admire small business people. Small business is our biggest employer, and it relies on people uh, taking a chance, you know, investing their own money into an enterprise uh, and working hard to make that enterprise work. And those are the people that employ people, give us jobs, tick our economy over. Um, So I'm really have an interest in doing whatever we can as a state government to support them uh... the other thing i guess is from a policing background is law and order issues you know people who've been let down by the justice system i've seen a lot of um, people who go to courts and are let down by the courts uh... the community expectations are often not met by our justice system and um, you know i want to see that improved i want to see uh, from from our police youth club sergeant point of view I think every kid deserves a chance you know we all make mistakes we all need to be corrected and 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 have an opportunity to um you know rehabilitate and get back on the right path but when people continually thumb their nose at the system continually uh offend against the community I think we're we've been a bit soft on them traditionally we've had 25 of the last 30 years of labor governments and over that time, I've been a police officer, and I've seen over that thirty-year period um, things deteriorate in that area in community justice here. Uh,
0: now, given the fact that you probably you know you have to vote on various yep. different areas as well, um, maybe some things that you're not familiar with. Yep. Uh, how do you do? You have your own criteria or philosophy about how you approach different policies or legislation that comes through Parliament, whether it's, you know, I know you've probably got Liberal National Populators their own little internal debates before a a vote, but how do you judge um, legislation that comes through?
1: Uh, Look, I'm in the LNP because I'm conservative and by conservative conservative means to conserve, you know, to retain the things that are good about our society you know, Um, if we're going to change something it needs to be for the betterment of everyone and needs to be an advantage in the change um so uh that's how i would approach legislation is why is it necessary or is it necessary or who does it help and how does it help them mm. um so i guess you know that's a broad way of, of sort of see, seeing how I, I look at things but you know i'm an old catholic conservative boy that's that's my upbringing i'm irish catholic and um that's that's sort of who i am and uh you know, and um, and uh, thirty years in the police sort of shapes the way you see justice, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, we are all all a product of our upbringing. And I think um, I heard a, a saying the other day, or a couple of months ago, which I really liked was, "Democracy is the worst form of government, um, except for everything else we've tried." <laughs> <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and that's you know that's the negative way people look at it, but it's, it works so well because. Because we have around about fifty fifty of people who see things differently, and we chat that challenges each other, and that's healthy, and that's why it works. Um, so you know, that's, I realise there's uh, people who see the world completely differently to me, but that's okay. In yeah. fact, it's a good thing.
0: What's it like? Because obviously, when you were campaigning, you probably had a certain uh, view of how things were going to be when you enter parliament for the yeah. first time. What's it like, like being in parliament in Brisbane? Um, it's an
1: absolute privilege, I got to say, Matthew. Like, it's—I still get a little overwhelmed by um, uh, the privilege that it is. That somebody said to me every few years, the doors of Parliament open, and only ninety-three people are allowed in. And it's ninety-three now, but um, and they, those ninety-three people get to set the course for Queensland in the next three or four-year period of, of government, and it's an absolute. You know, when you think about it like that and that the people of this area have put their trust in me to be their voice in that place, it's um,
0: it's an absolute honour. And working with other MPs, like um, something I, I often say on this show is that a lot of people sort of just see, you know, question time, like yep. the competitive, combative side yes. and the more um, theatrical side sometimes. Yes. What's it actually like? Um, working with MPs, whether they're from the LNP yep. or Labour or um, yep. National Greens or whoever, yep. what's it actually like working yeah, with Yeah, so uh, the,
1: the mechanics of government are completely different to what people <laughs> the your <laughs> average punter thinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we, We're we all involved, most of us are involved in committee work in and which the, the committees look at legislation that comes before the Parliament, uh, the parliament and examine it and, and um, collaborate uh, interview witnesses have hearings for example one of the first inquiries I was involved in was in relation to pharmacy ownership and the pharmacy guild never going to make the front page of the Courier Mail not many people are uh, invested in it but we came to a report at the end that had bipartisan support you know, the, we, but that's just not newsworthy media is not in the business uh, of providing information they're in the business of selling advertising. They need eyes on the media, so they need sensational stories that people will read. ABC is supposed to be different, but, <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the media uh, and the public... The media feeds what the public will consume, and that's often negative. And when I, when I was a police officer in PCYC, I used to talk to young people about this um, negative outlook sort of theme and i'd throw up a photo of chapelle corby and say you know in the room just hands up who knows the name of this person and everyone would know Chappelle corby and then i'd throw up a photo of doe and say who knows who this person is and nobody would know and i'd say well well in 2005 when Chappelle corby was busy getting arrested for drug trafficking uh, quardo was busy winning young australian of the year and that's you know, she's remembered and he's not. But yeah. that's just the way it is. That's the way people consume their media is focusing on negative, and and as you mentioned, question time is the that theatrical part of uh, of Parliament where we challenge the government, and that's the, that's the pe- stuff people like to watch and see. And people do say so. people say during the campaign, why can't you just work together? Why do you have to be so negative? <laughs> You know, 95% of the work is, working mm-hmm. together or working with or working in the community or constituent work or um, the, the, the mechanics of day-to-day government that's not newsworthy is exactly what people are crying out for.
0: Yeah, because uh, the vast majority of legislation that comes through, if you just look at the votes, yeah. um, it's just... It's supported by both sides, that's generally good, Generally speaking.
1: Generally, and it's only the controversial legislation that makes headline news and, and gets people on both sides passionate about it. So the mm. community gets involved as well because it's um, legislation that is, um, has different points of view. But that's healthy. That's what debate is and that's what democracy is.
0: Uh, seeing that it's only been uh, 12 months, what have been some challenges for you in the first year? like? Um, Gain you use the job or uh.
1: yeah it's challenging being in opposition is challenging because you know we made a lot of commitments um if we were to be elected and when you're not elected you can't follow through on those commitments because you don't have the budget you don't have Mm. you're not in in charge of the budget and where where that goes so continuing to fight for those things that the community saw as priority Mm. by voting for me Mm. um is cha- more challenging when you're in opposition. Is you've got to convince the, the government that those are good priorities rather yeah. than rather than our uh, our political party who who did commit to them. Um, so that that's a challenging thing.
0: What about uh, some successes though in your first year? What have been some things that you've been trying to maybe get through Parliament or um, that you've managed to get done for this area? So
1: in terms of the the bigger the bigger things. Um, the big game-changers for this area are the duplication of the railway, and we worked with, when I say we, the Sunshine Coast MPs worked together with the federal MPs to get federal government funding for that project. So that's committed now. They've committed to half the funding. Then we have to convince the government to put in the other half. Now they've put in 20%, and there's a lot of argy-bargy political stuff going on there, but. Uh, but we've had a bit of a win there, you know. We're starting to get progress on that. Um, so that's, that's a bit of a win. The Namble Hospital was announced in 2015 to be ready by now. And when we got into, uh, when I got into Parliament, one of the first things I did was really fight to see where that project was up to because nothing was happening they'd taken 1,800 staff away. Uh, and after me agitating, getting in the media, running petitions, suddenly the minister was up here announcing the $86 million, which they'd announced three years ago, but that the project was starting, that the business case was finished, the project was starting. So um, I feel like that agitation has prompted them into action, You know, that fighting for the community and as, has highlighted this stuff and, and got them to... Do what they said they were going to do, albeit late. Similar thing with the Namble Police Station. You know, they promised to nine million dollars for a new police station. Then in the budget, it wasn't there. It was pushed out another year. So, agitating for that, has got a bit of action on that. Um, so those bigger projects, but in in general terms, it's the smaller wins too that nobody ever sees. That day to day, you know, we've got a lady who wore medals the other day that she um, didn't know she was entitled to. Um, we I got the power on at at a, a, I won't mention the the name of the business, but at a a business who was having difficulty with Energex. You know, when we intervened, we we got another another fellow, um, some action in relation to the roundabout near his house. Uh, You know, all these, uh, up in Karoi the TMR had painted some, New lines which stop people entering their property, and we we advocated for those people, and TMR changed it for them so they could get access. All these little wins, yeah. that, all these little constituent things that come into the office daily that that we can represent local people and and get them a result is what we do day to day. That probably doesn't get seen. You know, that's not newsworthy yeah. either. But that's that's what we're doing. And people say, when Parliament finished in November, like, we. The LNP sort of said we, you know, there was a December sitting set down, and we we sort of said, you know, we should sit, but when we didn't, uh, when Labor decided not to sit, people sort of said to us, "Oh, well, you're all on holidays now." <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Some some people, you know, not everyone, but think if we're not in Parliament, then we've got our feet up doing nothing.
0: Yeah. What are you doing the weeks in between? That's, That's right. right. <laughs> it's
1: the weeks in between you are the absolute busiest. You know, yeah. I have I. Barely been home in the last couple of weeks. Morning and nights, we've got uh, school graduations and Christmas uh, community Christmas events and all those wonderful things that I love to go to. But it does keep you busy, and it's uh, it's out in out in the community, being out amongst uh, the constituents, is what I love to do, and that's why I do my job. But it's uh yeah it's no feed up to sort of, the uh, rest <laughs> yeah <time. laughs>
0: um That sounds very much like no two days are the same and you're just everywhere all the and that's that's
1: another thing i love about this role it's the variety you know you you know you could be uh singing christmas carols with um in a in a with some of our um, senior residents one day and watching grade six graduate the next you know, yeah
0: good variety um yeah. coming back to nicholin itself yeah. um what are some places in Nickland that people should come check out in the region? Oh,
1: yeah, we got some... Like, uh, I take in... The, my instant thought when you talk about places to visit, uh, I get, get up into the hinterland there. We've got Mapleton with the beautiful bushwalks up there. I've, I used to be a bushwalker in my PCYC <laughs> days, qualified bushwalker, so I'd take uh, kids out camping and bushwalking and that, and there's some of the most beautiful beautiful country out there at mapleton uh Kenilworth, you know a bit further out you've got the the cheese factory there and the, the Kenilworth bakery with their famous one kilo donut and they've got some great events out there show and rodeo and all that sort of stuff so there's just some wonderful places to visit uh out this way in and croix is a beautiful little town nambles get you know we've got a cinema now and and some great places to visit by Palm they're all, they're all great little um, country towns little uh, villages and um, all great places to visit with great friendly people.
0: Um, and what about uh, for your constituents yep. how do they get involved and you mentioned that you, you know you get around a lot yep. um, but if they want to get in contact or you know, speak to you about anything how do they do that?
1: So they can call the office, email the office, or they can see me on my mobile offices. I often go out on mobile office. Um, Probably these days, if, if people are involved in Facebook, everything's put on my Facebook page. You know, what I'm doing day to day and the places I'm visiting, the people I'm involved in, the mobile offices. It's a good way to keep in touch with what I'm doing if if that interests you. I do weekly columns in the Nambour Weekly and uh, Sunshine Valley Gazette and things like that. But if people have a particular issue they want us to deal with in uh, in the Nicklin office, I've got some fantastic staff here as well. So if I'm in Parliament or whatever, they can, they can usually deal with it. Um, and the best way to do that is email, call the office or we'll pop in. Uh,
0: now, thinking... That Way down the track, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, whether you know you win three or four or five or six more uh, terms in this electorate, yeah. or you know something happens and you don't win an election or you leave politics yeah. by any other means, yeah. um, how what kind of legacy are you looking to leave behind? Whether it's in Nicklin yeah. or in the state as a whole? Yeah.
1: Well, if you if you if we start with Nicklin, um I want to achieve what drove me in here, and that is that um, particularly this area around where we are now in Nambour becomes, you know, thriving again. If you walk around the streets in Nambour, it looks a bit sad. There's a little bit of, you know, a depressed sort of a feeling around and a feeling like we have left behind, um, you know, with, with the hospital being emptied, like I mentioned before, the, the old police station, the talk of the council moving out, into Chambers in Maroochydore and people seeing all the money spent in in Maroochydore it just feels like and the town feels like we've been left behind so i want to see some big things for Nambour i want to have a legacy where we've got the rail line duplicated and there's a fast train to Brisbane in under an hour mm. i want to see a, a good thriving police station there that you know full of police and training and i want to see a great hospital full of uh, committed staff and 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 other um, businesses around here with uh, young people who leave the high schools here instead of having to move to Brisbane can get a job in Nambour mm. um, working with in the trades or in the shops or in the small businesses around here and and just have it thriving and be a you know the place to be again with young families and all that sort of stuff so as a legacy you want to just look back and say um, is the place better than when I got here and was a similar thing with PCYC when I got there you know it was a uh, fairly old rundown building and um, and with with the committed volunteers and people we had there after 17 years when I left that behind last year I was able to look at that and go think of what it looked like when I got there and what it looks like now and be proud of that you know and say okay well I've achieved something there so it'll be similar to this you know it, it I might be out of here in October twenty twenty, if the people decide that, I'd like to stick around a bit longer. But um, you, you've always, I think, got to look back and think: uh, is it better? Is the, is it better than when I got here? Um, so I'll be looking at
0: that. Um, and just to just to finish up on yep. um, if there's people if there's people out there or someone out there who perhaps they want to getting more involved in politics, whether they join party or, or not, yeah. and want to run. Um, but they see uh, the negative portrayal. Like, yeah. what words of advice would you have for that for those people?
1: Um, I'd the words of advice I'd have for them is Google Theodore Roosevelt's "The Man on the Field" um, and read that little piece. I think it's the, the Man in the Arena." I mean, I think it is. The, it's 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 about um, it's about having a go. It's about you, you know when you go into politics, you realise that half the population disagree with you. A lot of people look at you with contempt. Similar with policing, I've got to say. But unless you're prepared to get the scars uh, or or go into battle, you'll you won't you won't achieve anything. You've got to be prepared to do that. So um, that that little. Uh, quote from Theodore Roosevelt, which um, is you know it's a paragraph, so I won't read it here. But uh, I encourage people to Google it because that inspires me. It's it's about um, it's about the the person in the arena, the person who chooses to take part is the one who will end up scarred, but they will be the only ones that achieve anything.
0: Well, um, I'm going to put put some stuff in the episode description of where people can find you and how to contact you and some um, places to visit in your electorate. Uh, But thank you so much for catching up with us. No
1: worries, Matthew. Good to talk to you.